On today's show, the Milwaukee Bucks have officially introduced Adrian Griffin as the next head coach of the franchise. We're going to discuss what went down at the press conference, what he had to say, and what uh, was the most interesting element of the day. Also, Terry Stocks, since we last podcasted, looks like he might be the lead assistant. I think that's pretty interesting and worth discussing. And what about Bobby Portis going to the FIBA World Cup in August and September over in my part of the world? Uh, to play for Team USA. We'll discuss that. We didn't think Bobby was going to be there. Let's get into it. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Monday to Friday, and also find my work over at ESPN. And alongside me uh, from the Tech Foul podcast, Camille Davis, who uh, is also taking over some hosting duties on this podcast. And I was even just going to throw her into the main chair today, but uh, maybe we'll wait till tomorrow. Uh, Camille Davis, we always love catching up with you. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, and as always, we thank you for making Lockdown Bucks your first watch or first listen of every single weekday, even right through uh, the off-season as well. And there's plenty of news. And today's news was the introductory press conference. And I had a number of Bucks fans messaging me over the last week wondering, what's going on? Why haven't they introduced Adrian Griffin? Are they going to introduce Adrian Griffin? Remember, they did not have uh, exit interviews as well. So maybe the Bucks were just never going to do media again, but they did. Uh, and there was actually a decent turnout at this press conference. So we're going to break... Uh, at all down but I, i'll say this right off the top camille it's nice to see adrian griffin the first time sitting next to john horse zora's running proceedings uh for the for the press conference so at least now it feels like we can turn the page the head coach is in the chair let's get rolling towards free agency and beyond exactly and i feel like that was part of the anxiety of bucks fans kind of like what are we waiting for here because right. when justin and i did our pod last week talking about the coaching searches and things have been going on in the league. Um, we weren't aware at the time of the recording that the 76ers were having their conference introducing Nick Nurse as their, their head coach. So it was kind mm. of like a, we finished recording and I saw clips and I'm like, oh, we're behind, but like, wh what is going on in Milwaukee right now? So it puts a lot of fears to ease. I think just having it be official, just understanding we're now in the Adrian Griffin era for the Milwaukee Bucks, the Bud era has come to a close. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about what he said during the press conference, but to that um, end there, one thing that was interesting was he acknowledged the fact that, you know, I'm coming into a really solid foundation here. It's not so much me coming in to completely redo everything that's here because the foundation is good. I just have ideas of how we can kind of tinker um, along the edges and, and put my style on a little bit more to get some success. At least that's how he's uh, envisioning. And that's how Bugs fans are hoping it comes out to be as well. So, yeah, it was really cool to, to finally get that press conference done to understand, like, we have our head coach in place. We're going to start hearing more about who's filling those seats on the bench with them. We already heard about Terry Stott. So um, just seeing who else is named to this coaching staff and getting excited about possibilities because the thing with the new head coaches, you don't know exactly what to expect. And based on what he said, um, he said a lot of the key buzzwords, I think, for Bucks fans who were unhappy with Bud and for reasons around adjustments and changing things up and 
I think he hit all those key those key terms today. Well, we look, we know uh, Adrian Griffin is on Twitter, and uh, you talk about buzzwords. He did mention in-game adjustments during the press conference, yep. and I could just feel everyone getting really, really excited when they heard that uh, from Adrian Griffin. And a couple of things that we'll get to as we work forward, but you know, one of the nuggets that I just thought was just fascinating, not maybe for no reason, but just because of the Bucks. Uh, link that we have here. And as you mentioned, we'll talk about Terry Stotts a little bit later in the podcast, but we know he was a former head coach uh, of the franchise, Adrian Griffin, an assistant coach. And he was talking about when he came close to the end of his career. Uh, It was pretty funny how he described that role players actually never retire. They just get told that they're no longer playing in the NBA, which I thought thought was was pretty funny. Um, But he said that the guy that told him, hey, I've got a job for you when you come to the end of your playing days, was Scott Skiles, who we also know a former coach at the Milwaukee Bucks. So it's just interesting how all these stories come together. But uh, all in all, I thought uh, Adrian Griffin was really impressive today at the press conference. Um, And of course, as you pointed to, there's going to be a lot of buzzwords, but I just thought he presented really well. Um, He dropped his mic uh, at the start of the press (laughs) conference, which was a little bit of a rough start. But after that, I thought he was really, really good. I thought it was fascinating that John Horst was describing the lengths they went to um, with the process and the things they went through through all these interviews, which he actually said they spoke to over 20 people, which we mm-hmm. knew the number was around 14, 15, somewhere around there, but they had 20 plus people on their list. Um, but when it came down to the final breakdowns, it was literally, or part of the process was watching film, breaking it down, discussing what you're seeing, discussing what you would do differently. And you know, I assume that this is a part of any finalist. Uh, approach for an NBA head coach. Um, but you know, John Horst also said that obviously Giannis was involved, but there was multiple other players involved in the process. It wasn't just to Giannis. So you know, I, whether or not it's just me you know, taking this in from the press conference and just wanting to feel good about it. But I, I do like the fact that it seems that the Bucks have gone through a very, very thorough process. And this is the man that they've come out the other end with. Exactly. With knowing that this was a really thorough process, it makes me feel more confident in the decision. Of course, when you're picking a head coach, you really don't know how it's going to unfold. There are so many different factors that come along with it outside of just who you have sitting in that seat. Of course, you need roster health. um, You need buy in. You need to continue making the right roster decisions on top of having the right coach in place. But to know that they did interview that many people and then also hearing on the uh, Zach Lowe talk about the fact that the Bucks were going to see people in person and being very thorough. Like it's, it's been heard a few different times now, at least for me um, that they have taken their time with the search. They were, they didn't rush through it. They made a decision that they felt was best for the franchise. And as we know, Giannis also agreed with that, uh, had a great connection with them. I love during the press conference today um, when coach Griffin got to get in the habit of putting that coach in front of it. Uh, yeah. When coach mentioned, you know, someone asks like, you know, how are the conversations between you and Giannis? And he says, you know, out of respect, I'm not going to indulge in that information, you know, protect that privacy, but you know, he's hungry, he's ready, he's he's good to go. And sometimes when the questions went about how he's going to use Giannis or particularly about Giannis, there were a few times where he did try to bring it back to team. And it's just little things like that where you're, if you're paying attention, it's kind of like, okay, it's a guy who kind of has a pulse where it's like, I got to get everybody to buy in here. So um, I'm excited to see what happens. I'm really excited to see what happens with this. Who else fills out the bench, like I mentioned before. And based on what he was saying today, uh, along with John Horst, it feels like they 
didn't even expect that he would be somebody who would rise to the top of the crop uh, because John Horst admitted, like, you know, I was kind of expecting that we'd hire somebody with some experience here. But again, it goes to show how Adrian Griffin must have really killed that interview and just been outstanding with everything they need and what they were looking for in a head coach. So, yeah, I have it gives me more confidence about the decision going forward. Yeah, I noted that down. So I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Camille, because he, he did say, as you pointed to, that he thought they were going to end up with a, a head coach. But he said, look, I didn't let that bias get in the way. We had to go through the process and come out with the best guy. And ultimately, uh, no one had more NBA experience than Adrian Griffin uh, in terms of uh, the guys that he'd work un- worked under in the time he'd had around the league um, as a coach. So he had to throw away whatever he was thinking in the process. And this is the guy they ended up going with. And we think that there was a number of reasons you know, behind that, that might have led to that as well. I just noted down a couple of other things in terms of the style of play that Adrian Griffin suggested he was going to play. So I want to touch on those notes next. Uh, there was plenty of players in the building, including guys that we don't know if they're going to be back next season. I thought that was interesting. I want to bring that up. Uh, and then we'll get into Terry Stotts as well. So plenty to get to on today's show from Adrian Griffin. And don't forget uh, to drop your comments after you listen to the press conference and let us know what stood out to you. But first, the game time app, and uh, you know, it depends what sport you're looking to uh, to watch right now. No basketball in Milwaukee, but there's plenty of baseball that you can get to, and maybe the game time app uh, can be the way for you to do that in the best possible way, in the easiest possible way. And by the way, also festival season coming up in Milwaukee, Camille, so you might need tickets to some festival, to concerts, comedy, whatever it may be, and game time is the place to go to with the flash deals on last-minute tickets. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. In your area, You can see the images of the seat views, lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection is right there, and uh, job loss protection as well. So plenty uh, of safety there with your purchase. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Just create that account. Use the redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. I mentioned off the top, uh, we appreciate your support on Lockdown Bucks right through the off-season. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I haven't been able to snag a time with Frank. It was supposed to be last night. I was a little bit late. Then we organized the podcast for today. And I thought we were talking PM. He was talking AM. So me and Frank, we haven't podcasted for a while. And we are just not on the same page. But Frank texted me and he said, I'm ready to do the Salary Cap podcast. So I I know I've been teasing it for a while, but I I guarantee the Salary Cap podcast is coming this week. So make sure you stick with us on Locked On Bucks. That's always a a favorite uh, of the offseason as now the coach is in place. We all turn our attention to what the roster is going to look like moving forward. Now, that brings me to the people that were in attendance today, Camille, when we talk about what the roster might look like. So I noted down some names here. Javon Carter, Marjon Beauchamp, Joe Ingles, Myers Leonard, Grayson Allen was there as well, and there, there may have been one or two other players. But those were the ones that um, certainly were, were getting a photo there. And it's interesting, you know, with a guy like Joe Ingles still in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. hanging out. Obviously, free agency is coming up. We don't know what's going to happen with you know, Myers Leonard. Uh, I certainly was not surprised that Marjon Beauchamp is there because this guy, if we know something about Marjon, we know he works his ass off. And if you gave me odds or, or I had to place a bet on what player was going to be at the press conference, I think I would have said Marjan Beauchamp first. 
Yeah, that's a good bet. That's a good bet because we've been seeing the 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 summer workout videos from Marjan. We know he's yeah, putting yeah. in the time. We know his personality at this point where he wants to be better. I did see someone on Twitter post like it was uh, questions being asked to Marjan after the press conference, and he mentioned okay. that he'd be heading to Greece. I think tomorrow or the soon to work out with the honest. This is a smart, smart man, Camille. I'm exactly. telling you, Marjan Bochan, this is why we like him. And and I always say this, and but we've seen this before with role players, and it hasn't always worked out. You gotta have that connection with Giannis. And so press conference with the first new coach, tick. Mm-hmm. Go to Greece, work out with Giannis, mm-hmm. tick. Marjan Bochan. This is a smart, smart young man. He's doing what you would hope that he's doing. So, like, again, just to see him there is not a surprise. He's he's ready for this offseason. I'm looking forward to seeing if he's able to, you know, get some video footage while he's over there in Greece mm-hmm. um, working out with Giannis. And I'm really excited to see him play, but that can be a conversation for another podcast. But in regards to who was there today, yeah, seeing Marjan wasn't a surprise. Even Grayson Allen was kind of like, okay, like, I can yep. see that. Joe Ingles was one where I was like, Interesting. I did hear uh, my husband saw Joe Ingles walking with coffee like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, oh, so he's still in Milwaukee, which I was like, interesting. Didn't expect him to still be hanging around here. So maybe it's an indication that, you know, he's planning to to be here another season or two. Um, But of course, free agency hasn't kicked off and all that good stuff yet. So we're not sure. But um, it was encouraging to see Joe there, seeing Javon Carter there was an interesting one, knowing that he has an option um, for this upcoming season. So um, could be a good sign that, you know, the Bulldog is back. Myers Leonard, um, you know, he was signed to be that that third center. And we know under Bud, the third center was more of a break glass in case of emergency type of guy. Uh, minimum contract. Milwaukee gave him a shot to come back into the league after um, he was out for some time with um, the, the personal issues that he had going on uh, with the anti-Semitic slur. So, you know, I could see him having an affinity for the city, the city that gave him the chance. And hmm. maybe he wants to come back again, on, even if he knows his role might be minimal. But like it's a place where he might feel comfortable now at this point. So when I saw him there, I was like, I, I can kind of see uh, why you would be here at the moment. But, yeah, it, it was good to see. It was good to see some of the guys still in town coming out, supporting their new head coach. So we're going to get to Bobby Portis uh, a little bit later in terms of him potentially playing for Team USA. But. Yeah, with Joe Ingles, it actually, you know, now I think about it and I really just started thinking about it as this conversation's happening. Um, it does make some sense because he's going to have to come back to Australia in July anyway. There's going to be training camps and then preparation for the FIBA World Cup. He's going to play for Australia. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine with his family, I, I don't know, I don't even know what time of year we're at in terms of school holidays or whatever it is in the US. I'm not even going to try and dive into that. Um I don't think his kids are old enough for school anyway. But but whatever. The point is, like, settled in Milwaukee. So maybe it's not so much of a surprise um, that he is over there. And I, I would imagine as a as, as a veteran guy, he, he probably is trying to wait till around that free agency period and see where he's going to be um, before he heads to Australia. Um, anyway, quick question with absolutely zero notice, though, and you don't even have to break it down if you don't want just one word. If you had the choice, and this isn't necessarily how it's going to work, but if you had the choice to bring one of these guys back next year, Joe Ingles or your Marquette guy, Jay Crowder? Well, here's the, again, Jay Crowder is somewhat of a question mark. It's it's one of those things where I'm not sure if his performance that we saw last season was mm-hmm. in part because he had such a long layoff, in part mm-hmm. because to his admission, he didn't really understand his role on this team. Um what I saw in that Miami Heat series did not 
make me feel encouraged about his future prospects here. But um, there's just some some things unsure about him. And then also with the upcoming system switch or alteration or however you want to say with Adrian Griffin coming in, um, it seems like Jay Crowder would be the type of guy that, you know, he would lean for, especially if he's going defense first and having deep, you know, trying to pressure ball handlers more often, cause more turnovers, be more aggressive defensively. Jay Crowder seems to fit that profile a bit better than Joe Ingles does. But based off of what I saw last season and only on last season, I would prefer to have Joe Ingles back because he proved to be such an important piece um, on offense with his ability to be able to facilitate and help set other guys up. And also being one of the few Bucks players that could actually throw an entry pass into the post. So if I had to pick between the two at this moment, it would probably be Joe Ingles. Well, Camille, I am very, very proud of you for not letting <laughs> emotions get in the way of that question I asked you. And because everyone knows that I'm not going to let emotions get in, in my way either, of course I'm going with Joe Ingles. And, and I think that he can come back year two after the ACL and still provide something. Um, I actually find it very hard, and, and to your point, you, you're absolutely right. I, I find it very hard to get a read on what Jay Crowder could be next season. Just came back to the NBA so mm-hmm. late in the year. And then, obviously, things completely unraveled in the postseason for this team. So, I still like the idea of having Jay Crowder on the roster. I think probably the bigger question, maybe for both of these guys, is how much are you going to have to pay them? Like, What what is Jay Crowder's contract going to look like after playing 18 games, not really being in the rotation towards the back end of of a first-round exit? So, that may be the biggest uh, determining factor uh, in, in both of those guys as we move forward to free agency. So, you picked out some of the things that were interesting to you in terms of the way that Adrian Griffin said he was going to approach the game. A couple of things that stood out to me I want to get to next. There's something from the defense and then something from the offseason, from the offseason, sorry. And he referenced uh, what type of coach he would want as his assistant, uh, which maybe led us to the reported name that's already on the list. But we'll talk about prize picks first. uh, And we are in the middle of the NBA Finals right now. And the $1 million daily Superflex promotion is still rolling, but uh, don't mess around. We might only have a couple of games left in the season. So every day of the NBA playoffs and finals, one prize picks user will receive a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern time will be randomly selected each day. Whoever placed that entry will be given a six-pick flex with the following payouts. Six correct picks, $1 million. Five correct picks, 80 k Four correct picks, 16k and uh, come on you can you can at least get four which would be 16k which would be a pretty nice payday there full details can be found at pricepicks.com slash million uh, you have to opt in at that link to be eligible for the million dollar entry as well and once you opt in all you have to do is play the game like normal and you could be a lucky winner there so download the price picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports first time users can receive 100 percent instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on, if you deposit 100, Price Picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, they'll give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. All right, so I've got a couple of notes here. Well, first he said defense wins, so we can, can mm-hmm. confirm he's a basketball coach because every basketball coach in the history of the world has said that. I. As you pointed to, Camille, he said he wants to be proactive defensively, pressure the ball handler. Javon Carter's in the back of the room, probably with a humongous smile on his face when he hears that. 
he said they're going to seek turnovers, which is interesting. The Bucks were able to be a pretty disruptive team. Um, but when you think about really pressuring the ball handler in those situations, maybe it's a different pick and roll coverage, whatever it may be, that is interesting. And I think it is going to look a little bit different. Uh, but what he also said is he wants to switch up the defense within games mm-hmm. uh, a lot more than in previous seasons. Now, again, we've discussed the idea. What does that look like with Brooke Lopez um, in the middle, assuming that he's back with the Bucks? But I think, again, in general, we've spoke about this. If you are bringing in a new head coach, I think I in a, in a perfect world, the reason why you get excited about it is trying different things, being a little more experimental and trying to just seek some of the potential out of this team and that perhaps has is still a little untapped. So I think hearing those words, if you're a Bucks fan, again, you walk away feeling pretty optimistic. Absolutely. And another word that he said during his press conference that got my ears, like it perked my ears up and kind of got me excited. I think he used the word creativity is what he was also valuing for his staff and what he wanted to bring to the team. And I was like, oh, yes, like let's see, let's see how different we can get with some of these things. Because when you have a talent like Giannis, and to his point of having to game plan against Giannis for years and and being in Toronto, they threw a lot of things at Giannis whenever they they played against him. Even when they played against Joel Embiid, we know how Joel Embiid felt about Nick Nurse, in particular his new head coach, based on some of the schemes that he had to see throughout the years with them. So that creativity word also stood out to me. And like you said, it's just it's what you would want to hear in this situation because what we have learned over this time and I think some people kind of forget like where we were five years ago coming off of the Jason Kidd era where we just wanted a competent coach. But like understanding now after being, you know, world champion 2021 playoff runs, it's about figuring out the problems that present themselves to you in the playoffs. Like those set of games are just so different than the regular season. Like the regular season is time to kind of experiment, figure out some lineups, see, you know, who works better together, chemistry, testing things out. And then in the playoffs, it's like, this is the test. If the, if the regular season is like just doing your homework and the postseason is your test and it's trying to figure out if you have the answers game in and game out, when you're playing the same team in the series to figure out their adjustments to, you know, push their weak points. So to hear him say, you know, he's going to try different things out throughout the game. He's going to, you know, prize creativity. Those are the types of words and things I want to hear for my head coach when it's a team with playoff and championship aspirations, because, they have to figure out how to, you know, solve these puzzles in the postseason. Yeah, and I think it's just being prepared for different situations that are going to be thrown at you. And and again, like I, I sat back and, uh, you know, I, I think Bud's a really, really good coach. So it's not even saying it in any way that's knocking him. But I found it fascinating in the Miami and Boston series that we just saw um, go down. How much talk there is about the zone. And it's it's always funny to me that it's the NBA. These guys are the pros and they're so rattled by zone. But a lot of the stats that went through, and I don't have it perfect, but the general idea was that we know Miami plays more zone defense than any team in the league. Uh, but it was something along the lines of that no team in the NBA had seen fewer zone possessions or used fewer zone possessions than the Boston Celtics. So it's like, okay, well, they're never practicing against it. They've never really seen it. Now they're in a high leverage situation. They're down 3-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. So I think, I, I still think that if you look at the Bucs with Giannis and Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez, if those guys are all back, which I kind of still assume they will be. Your best defense is probably going to look very similar to what it did last year. Um, but, you know, use the regular season as the Bucks did back in 2021 to try mm-hmm. some different things, prepare yourself. And then hopefully when you get to the big moments, you are ready to go. 
Uh, one other thing that he said that I just noted down was more body movement on offense, which is fascinating. Uh, who's the team in the league that shoots the most threes off screens, off handoffs, off movement, the Miami Heat? And we're seeing those guys go absolutely crazy. Now, I've argued the fact, like, do the Bucks have the personnel right now to shoot that way? I'm not really convinced. We'll see what it looks like in a few months. But also, um, we've been screaming out for this. Like, how can you how can you unstagnate the offense and not just have you know, Giannis at the top trying to steam through a bunch of people and kicking out to open shooters with you know their feet set? I, I don't know. But that kind of got me excited because, again, you think of Miami, you think of Golden State. But when you talk about the offense... He said that he would like an offense-heavy or an offensive-minded assistant coach. The report came out about Terry Stotts. I know we briefly described it, but if that is indeed official, which the report said they're finalizing uh, a deal there for Terry Stotts to come back to the Bucs, uh, excited about that? It makes sense. He fits the profile of the type of experienced coach that I was hoping would join the staff for that particular reason. Um, I did see, I don't remember the exact quote um, or all that came from it, but I know uh, Adrian Griffin was asked about Terry Stotts joining the staff after the press conference as well. And he just said like, you know, Terry's a great get for us. So it does feel like if it, you know, if they haven't signed it exactly officially, like it's, it's very close at this point, but yeah, what a first time head coach, although he has, you know, 15 years of coaching experience just from a different, you know, seat on the bench. It's nice to have somebody who was in that seat previously before and also is known as just being like gifted offensively with how he creates things. You know, um, his team's in Portland with CJ and Dane. Again, different personnel here in Milwaukee, but curious to see what ideas he might have for this roster as it's constructed because. Um, you mentioned Miami's movement, but even watching the NBA finals and seeing how Denver moves uh, yeah. with Jokic being the facilitator in the middle and just the cutting, the, the screening, like nothing in their offense is like the same every single time down. It's really beautiful to watch. So um, if we can get more movement into our offense, I'm absolutely a fan of that because, again, the biggest problem for the Bucs in the playoffs going you know, back through the last five years has just been that half-court offense getting stagnant. Um, a lot of standing around, a lot of watching, you know, Chris and, and, and Drew, or Chris and Giannis for the most part trying to get something going. So um, any other ideas to continue that movement for some off-ball players, making things easier for Giannis? I can't recall who you were potting with. I think it might have been Justin. Um, just talking about some of the differences you see between like Giannis and Jokic. And I think it mm. was Justin and how everything looks so easy for Jokic. And Giannis is kind of more relentless. He kind of, you know, presses his will um, on guys. And as he continues getting older, it'll be nice to, to see ways to make the game easier for him as well. So I'm wondering how much scheme can have a role in that as well. Uh, absolutely. And as we mentioned on that podcast that you referenced, which you can go back and check out if you want, we discussed the NBA finals a little bit and some of the lessons potentially you you learn. And uh, ultimately, I think if you can make life a little bit easier on the honest, that's what we all want. We want to protect the big fella. And maybe if you've got more bodies uh, cutting to the basket, more actions, different guys involved. Yes, sometimes Giannis without the ball in his hands. Um, I think maybe you'll be able to open up some stuff in this Bucks offense. So we'll be able to get into that a lot more over the last few weeks. Very final one, and we'll just mention this. It was reported that Bobby Porter's potentially playing for Team USA. I uh, think back to the 2019 FIBA World Cup. It was Chris Milton and Brooke Lopez that run the team in the 2020 Olympics that were in 2021. It was Drew Holiday and Chris Milton. World Cup this year. Maybe Giannis is going to play. I think I would like to see Chris Milton have a rest. 
I probably would like to see Drew Holiday have a rest as well. And actually, the whole USA team can have a rest and let Australia <laughs> win gold. <laughs> I'm easy. Uh, but if we're looking for representation, if Portis is there, Joe Ingles is there, um, and, and Giannis is there, and I, I don't know who else might be uh, in the mix there to play for their country, but you know, at least there's something to look forward to basketball in late August, September, watching some of our Bucks plays. Yes, one might argue they've already had a rest being put out of the playoffs in the first <laughs> round there. So, uh... <laughs> hey, you're not wrong. You know, hey, I'm um, I'm looking forward to it. It's always nice to get basketball in the summertime. You know, uh, seeing NBA players do their thing. So, I'm gonna look. I'm look forward to it. Like we've had conversations before. You know, FIBA and World Cups just isn't as big in America as it is in other countries. But uh, for basketball junkies, it's you know, it's always worth waking up at at strange hours to to see what's going on with these with these games. Absolutely. Uh, and I'll be back in the US when the World Cup's on. So I think Australia will be starting at two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning. So I'm not exactly looking forward to that, but uh, we'll be able to work it out. Uh, as I said, we're going to podcast tomorrow. I do believe it's well, Camille, well, I said, uh, I'm going to let yeah. Camille loose tomorrow with the hosting duties. Justin might be there. There might be a new guest uh, on the podcast, but either way, a show coming tomorrow. Frank is going to podcast with me later on in the week as well. Uh, I'm in Miami, Camille. I'm going out for dinner. I'm going out for dinner. I'm going to get a drink. This whole joint was like flooding this morning. I don't know what's going on. I was promised sun and there's no sun here. So hopefully that comes out tomorrow. But uh, always nice to catch up with you. And uh, let us know what you thought about this podcast today from the introductory press conference, Terry Stotts, World Cup, and who you want or don't want playing in the FIBA World Cup from uh, the Bucks players there. So plenty to get to today. Uh, we'll see you all tomorrow.